Generations Church exists to glorify God in our community, to make disciples of Jesus, and to multiply churches so that the next generation is equipped to glorify God better than we did. Welcome to the Generations Church Podcast. My name is Rob Samuelson. I'm an elder here at Generations Church, and with me as always is my friend and the lead pastor at Generations Church, Mr. Jeff Luddington. How you doing today, Jeff? I am doing well, man. It is early today. We're in... (laughs) early before school no student is even alive right now yeah it's nice it's nice it's quiet it's peaceful it it's, it's not going to be for long though no <laughs> no i actually heard a bell ring earlier i have no idea what it's for but yeah here we are i'm glad to be here man thank you great all right so thanks for joining us this is our um series on questions from the classroom if you're just joining us uh jeff has been teaching seniors here at valley christian mm. high school reformed doctrine class And uh, he just took a lot of questions from students at the beginning of the year and and wrote them all down. And I've taught Old Testament in the past, and I'm teaching New Testament now, and I get a lot of these same questions. So we're just doing a series where we answer some of those questions. And today we've got a couple questions regarding the Sabbath. Mm. And so just, uh, just to get us off on the right foot, let's go ahead and look at Exodus 20. As we look at the commandments, we get the commandment that says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock, or your, the sojourner who is with you in the gates. The student asks Wait, if, wait, wait. wait. Okay. That's in the Bible? That's in the Bible, man. That's in the Bible. It's there. Oh, man, I should really pay attention to that. Yeah, there's all a right. song, too. Just memorize that song. Okay, there you go. There you go. So right. here's what the question is. The student wants to know if... According to God's law, the commandments, the seventh day is the Sabbath, and that's a Saturday mm-hmm. for us. Why do we consider the Sabbath to be Sunday? Yeah, that's really good. And so there's an assumption there, right, that we, um, because as Christians we go to church on Sunday, that we associate that with the Sabbath. Why do so many people consider Sunday to be the Sabbath? And I think the question is true. So many do, right? I think that's, that's accurate. Um, Without agreeing that Sunday is the Sabbath, let me talk about how we move from Saturday to Sunday. And there's widespread agreement around this, but it is not ubiquitous or universal. There is agreement, but it's not everybody. And so there's some, there's some separation on this. Um, those of us who worship on Sundays, it's rooted in the doctrine of the Lord's Day, which was a significant shift in the early church, the first church, right? The, the church that started with the apostles and the, you know, moved into like the book of Acts, right? Uh, There's an interesting point that all four gospel authors capture. And it's one thing when Matthew, Mark, and Luke catch a detail, right? But when John is there too, he's the one that writes very differently. Uh, But when all four capture one detail, I'm always impressed by what that detail is. And sometimes it is surprising. Uh, I'm going to read out of Mark 16, just the opening of Mark 16. It says this, When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint him, meaning Jesus. And very early on the first day of the week, so it's Sunday, right? On the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. Now everybody knows this passage is starting to sound really familiar. This is the day that Jesus resurrects from the grave. So again, all four gospel authors capture the detail that it is the first day of the week. Interesting, because it seems somewhat insignificant to many, right? 
Now, before we dig into that, let me fast forward, right? We're going to go from the resurrection through past the ascension to Pentecost. And if you're unfamiliar, Pentecost is that that day, it's a Jewish feast. It's a festival, right? Festival of first fruits where they would celebrate the beginning of the harvest, a Jewish tradition. But it's on Pentecost that year, the year that Jesus resurrected from the grave, that the Holy Spirit first came upon the church. 120 believers in an upper room gathered, worshiping, praying. And here's what it says in Acts 2, verse 1. It says that when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and all filled the entire house where they were sitting, blah, 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 we know. And it says in verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So why is that important? Well, Pentecost, Pente, comes from the word 50. And it was 50 days after the final feast of Passover. The final feast of Passover happens on the Sabbath. 50 days later, so seven weeks plus a day, is seven Sabbaths later plus a day. So it's 50 days later on a Sunday. So now the early church has this resurrection of Jesus on a Sunday. It has the, the kind of the birth of the indwelling Holy Spirit in, in the church on a Sunday. And they begin to pick up a tradition that God is giving them. And so we start to see throughout the book of Acts a shift to Sundays. Acts 20 verse 7 says, On the first day of the week when we were gathered together to break bread. And the gathering there is like a church or ecclesial gathering. And the breaking bread there is communion. It's inferred in the rest of the passage. Later in that passage, it says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, in other words, like getting together resources to help people, as I directed the churches of Galatia, Paul, Paul says, so you are also to do. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper. This is kind of the beginning of taking an offering in church, right? So as you gather and you celebrate communion, as you gather, let's start collecting for people in need. And so the Sunday church service is birthed out of the first church. In the book of Acts, we see the shift from the resurrection to the filling of the Holy Spirit, to the church service on Sundays. All the way at the end of the New Testament, we have a doctrine or a tradition been built up over six decades, depending on when you put the book of, what date you give the book of Revelation. But here's John. He gets this beautiful revelation of Jesus, the ascended Christ on the throne. And he opens uh, in, first, in Revelation 1, verse 9, he says, I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation, and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are on Jesus was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice and then Jesus speaks to him. The Lord's day was the doctrine that kind of built up from Acts all the way through the early church. John says, I hear on the Lord's day. So he's in prison on Patmos. Lord's day is the term for the Sunday that's given over to worship. Great. So I think you, you clearly showed the transition from Sabbath to Lord's Day, but I don't know for sure who asked this question in your class, but I've had students come through my classes and ask the same question, and often they are students coming from a Seventh-day Adventist background, mm -hmm. and, and they would claim, if the Ten Commandments say it and Jesus didn't change it, then we should stick with it. So how would you respond to that? Well, I would say that if you had some of them as freshmen and then you had some of them as sophomores, you're not doing a very good job if they're still <laughs> asking me the question, right? No. Um, so great question. Seventh-day Adventists, uh, in many cases, and I don't want to pick on them, 
in many cases are very, very legalistic, right? They, they adhere to some oddly uh, strict policies built on, built on Scripture, to their credit, built on Scripture. Um, but they often use what the verse you used, in fact, out of Exodus 20, the Ten Commandments. An interesting note about the Sabbath, right, is it's not, and, and I've seen brilliant authors write this, it's a commonly said thing, uh, that the Sabbath is part of the Sinaitic covenant, right? God meets Moses on Mount Sinai, gives him the Ten Commandments and an expansion of those things uh, over three chapters called the Sinaitic covenant because it's on Mount Sinai. Others call it the Mosaic covenant because of Mosaic, because of, <laughs> because of Moses, not because of Mosaic. Anyhow, uh, what's interesting about the Sabbath for me is the Sabbath isn't a Sinaitic covenant it isn't a new component that is birthed there. It's actually in the opening passages of Genesis, right? God creates day one, day two, day three, day four, all the way to day six where he creates humanity. And on the seventh day, he rested, right? We get this idea that God creates the Sabbath. He gives it to humanity. In fact, interestingly enough, the first thing humanity does, humanity is created and he isn't created and then given six days to work and then rest, he's created and he rests first, right? The first thing Adam does is Sabbath. And Sabbath is not just take a day off from work. Sabbath is find your rest in God. And uh, a lot of times the question comes up like, does it have to be on Saturday or does it have to be this? What about people that work on Saturdays? And uh, for, for me, Sabbath is a principle. Uh, Judaism had as a tradition they built their culture around it. By the time you get to the Mosaic Covenant or Sinaitic Covenant, in Exodus, God is giving them rules for a nation, right? If I'm in charge, if I'm Biden or, you know, I, I don't wanna take Biden's job, but if I were to be the next president and uh, somehow have the power to shape the nation to take a day of the week off, we could pick a day and we could make it the whole nation, right? God has that opportunity through Moses as they move into Israel, as he's about to give them land. He's creating a habit for everybody so they can all do it together. So just imagine kind of everything shuts down on Saturday, on Sunday, whatever it is. Everyone goes to church. No one works. And it's a tradition in the culture. So we don't live in that culture. So we have to pick sometimes. Now, you and I having a school job don't have to work on Saturday or Sunday for the most part, right? Now, church work we do on Sundays, but we get to choose, okay, we can do that. Well, what about people that work in grocery stores or surgeons, well, I don't know about surgeons, but doctors and hospitals and, you know, all kinds of people have to work on weekends. So what do they do with it, right? I go all the way back to before sin, before anything was broken, God said, remember the Sabbath, you know, or, or to take a Sabbath, right? To spend time with him, to be built on. And that actually happens on Adam's first day. Doesn't mean it's not a Saturday. I'm just saying it's on his first day. So for me, if you want a Sabbath on a Sunday or traditionally before I was teaching, my Sabbath was always Fridays. I had Fridays off from church. I didn't have school work. And Saturdays are often a time I can meet with people in the church. Sundays are obviously church. And so I shut down, shut my phone off Fridays. Great. Yeah, that, I think that's helpful for people who struggle with that. I've, I've talked to students who get their first job and they don't have any seniority and they right. can't pick what days off they get and they have Sundays. Um, by the way, if, if kids are still asking you the same question they asked me, 
they may be looking for a different answer. Oh, maybe that's I a gave good them an answer. They didn't it. like it, and they oh, want. I think I touched a nerve. All right, <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying you didn't give me a chance to defend myself. Well, it's you in one class trying to overcome <laughs> their Seventh Day Adventist isms, right? Of that has been ingrained in them. Uh, teasing you, which is always fun, but yeah, we're fighting an uphill battle. This podcast is probably not going to change their mind either. And honestly, we don't need to. They want to worship on Saturdays. I'm totally cool with that. I've never been a Seventh-day Adventist, but I planted my first church on Saturday night services. Mm. It was phenomenal. It was weird because Christian culture, even after they'd been to church on a Saturday night, felt like they felt compelled, like they needed to go somewhere on Sunday mornings because it's ingrained in us. In the same way, Seventh-day Adventists have that. Nice. <laughs> um, second question. I'm not sure why the student asked this. I have an idea. But okay. Here's the question. Um, if the Sabbath or the day of worship is supposed to be a day of rest, according to what mm-hmm. we read earlier, um, why do church services meet on that day? Yeah. I think this kid maybe just wants to sleep in on a, on a Sunday morning. But yeah. if it's a day of rest... It's not a day of rest, obviously, for a pastor, and you talked about that, but why do we meet on a day that we're supposed to be resting? Yeah, I think that's a broken definition of rest. And giving that student, you know, the best case scenario why they ask the question, it's an honest question. A lot of people wonder, you know, hey, if I'm supposed to rest, um, but most people, modern day Christians, and, and I'm, I'm speaking simply to Western American church culture, right? Most have this idea that a Sabbath is a day off of work, right? And uh, you have that verse in front of you. Read the, uh, would you, so remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. In six days, do all your, what does it say? Uh, You shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. And then it goes on to say, on it you shall not do any work. And it ends up with, in six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. So do all your labor and work. Now, is my job labor or is my job work? Um, for me, here's an, I, I was reading a book on the Sabbath uh, a while back. Actually, it wasn't on the Sabbath. I was reading a section of a book that happened to talk about the Sabbath. And, um, and we're, they were talking about like chores at home, whether you do laundry or dishes or whatever you do, right? And um, he talked about, this guy uh, talked about planning around that. And so a lot of times we see it as a day off of work, Right. But if your day off of work is I don't go to work, I don't go to church, I golf, or I watch football, or I video game, I don't think that qualifies as a Sabbath, even though you took a day off of work, right? Now, I think golf and football and all those things are fine. That's not my point, right? What I'm saying is that I think the principle of Sabbath is different. Do your thing, spend a day Again, I'm going to go back to Adam because the, the birth of the Sabbath is from God. God rested. Now, God wasn't tired. God was building a principle. He gives it to Adam, and Adam gets to spend that day with God, right? Adam doesn't work. He spends that day with God. That's his first day. That's his first day of breath. Day one on earth, that's what he does. And so God gives us this principle. For us, for me, for you, we spend time with our church family, with our our family family, right? Our normal biological family, if you're our marriage, our, our kids, whatever it might be, we do that. We also often do things that give us energy. Maybe it's take a nap. Maybe it's, you know, go out. You used to go out and, you know, play, you know, you drill, you know, soccer with Cassidy. Not in a practice running laps way, in a father-daughter way that she enjoyed and did that. It's cultivating that life with God 
with nature, with family. It's that, right? It doesn't, it's not just a day off. It's purposeful that we are to find our rest in God. Uh, and so church can be a part of that. I don't make church a part of my Sabbath because I'm working, right? And when I go to church, I'm looking, are the chairs straight? Is the trash picked up? Do I have my notes? You know, how's the band doing? Who needs what? You know, are the bathrooms clean? Whatever. I'm not in rest mode. Now, I hope most people, when they show up to church, they're there, their hearts are prepared, and, and as we open and, and word and worship, right, and then get into the message or communion, whatever we're doing. I hope that's all restful and, and joining in the God. And I love it. I enjoy it. I connect with God, but I also have to work. So I practice a different day. Right now, it's Saturdays, oddly enough. Uh, I actually Sabbath on the Sabbath, right? But typically, it's, it's been Fridays throughout most of my Christian life. And for most Christians, church is that day. Now, hopefully, they don't just go to church and then go home and work, right? But they really practice a day of connecting with God personally, corporately, right? Connecting with their families. And I'm a big fan of get out in nature, man. I hope to, I'm, I'm going camping tomorrow and Saturday. I'll be back for church on Sunday. Uh, but man, I'm a fan of getting out in what God created and, and finding God in it. Hmm, nice. Yeah. Um, and just to, just to wrap up, I think just if you want to kind of summarize, obviously you're passionate about this. Obviously you think the Sabbath is important. Yeah, absolutely. So how would you encourage someone and say, hey, this is really important. Don't neglect it. Yeah, do it. Just do it. <laughs> right? Just do it. Like do it. Don't ask questions about it. No. And, and so I ask all the questions you can. Um, I would say start, right? Mm -hmm. Most Christians don't do anything. I would say dedicate a day and think, think in three terms, right? Uh, with God, with family, and think of enjoying nature or exercise or walk. Now, it doesn't have to be a big weightlifting day. I just mean like do something physically helping your body to get ready for the week. Um, but connect with God, connect with the family of God, connect with your personal family. And I find part of that a great way to do some of that. You know, take a walk with your wife in the neighborhood, your kids, or, you know, go kick a soccer ball. Uh, your daughter's a goalie. And so, you know, go, go see if the, if the old man legs can put one past her, you know, or for me, man, go catch a trail on a Saturday with some buddies and enjoy God's creation. I would say start. Don't think, just don't work, right? Because when we do that, what we're saying, we really start thinking more about work than Sabbath. Think, how do I connect with God? How do I connect with others? How do I rest my body? How do I get ready for the week the way God made me? Excellent. Yeah, I find it a great time just to recharge the batteries Absolutely. just to get ready for the next week and spend that important time with God. So hopefully you got something good out of this for the Sabbath. Um, we want to encourage you to keep listening, but also to share this with others. Don't keep it to yourself. Listen with a friend, share it with a non-Christian who may have some of the same questions, listen to it with your kids and start some discussions. Maybe it's a great way to spend a Sabbath. Listen to the, the podcast and, and talk it over with your friends, with your family. Um, just a reminder, we do release a new one every Tuesday, so we hope you'll join us for that. Uh, share it, like it, subscribe to it, and if you have any questions you'd like us to address, the email is questions at generations.email. Generations Thank you, and have a blessed week. For more information, visit our website at ginfamily.church, G-E-N family.church. 
You can also follow our social media accounts at Jin Family Church.